Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue, or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Along with Coach Evan, we started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Well, we got our intern Sophie on the line with us, and she's got our episode all queued up for us today, so let's uh, hear what it's about. All right, well, Sophie, you'll be pleased to hear that we recorded our second part to uh, the Unwritten Rules of Surfing, so we're doing good over here while you get your work done. Hey, why don't you tell us, uh, some of the peeps out there, what you're working on in school? So right now, um, I'm graduating in two days. I'm getting a bachelor in science uh, for journalism, and I'm super excited. Uh, I really, really like like what I'm studying, which is good, and I want to pursue journalism in the future. Like I don't know exactly what topic yet. Like surf journalism is definitely up there, so it's kind of also a reason why I'm doing this. And then yeah, my plan now is to get my master's starting in the fall at NYU for magazine journalism. So very excited about that too. And I feel like my life, my real life is starting like now. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Excellent. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Major props, Sophie. Stoked to have you aboard and, and to share what we know about our little show and, and get your get your extra stoke infused to the show. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. I've honestly um, learned so much from you guys in such a short time, and it's been super fun. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, all right, well, what do you got for us this week? Okay, so on this little Sophie's Minute segment, um, I found recently an article on Surfer Mag um, that now surfing without a leash is illegal in Byron Bay after this like crazy freak incident um, where there was like a longboard kind of alone, I guess. And it hit uh, this like former pro surfer's arm. The fin hit his arm so bad that he almost bled out to death. And it was this crazy thing. So now surfing there without a leash is illegal. And if they catch you, you can get like a fine up to $1,100 or something like that. So I don't know, I, I sent it to Coach Chris and Coach Ev because I thought it would be like a pretty good talking point since uh, surfing with a leash versus no leash is definitely like a reoccurring conversation on the podcast and in the surf community. And I think it raises like pretty good talking points because I feel like people who really are invested in surfing or like consider themselves surfers are more anti-leash. And then this like law is kind of like pro-leash, I'll say. So I don't know, I thought it was kind of cool to like see the different arguments and talk about it. So that's pretty much what I've been um, 
researching lately or looking at that I thought was cool. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, we, we obviously love this topic. You knew that already. <clears throat> and it's actually, it is a good one because you understand where the law is coming from with this. You know, like this isn't just so far out of left field. But then on the other hand, anytime the law has gotten involved in surf culture, it never seems to have gone well, at the very least efficiently. You know, like the question, how do they regulate this kind of thing and so on and so forth. So um, anyway, let's get into our episode. We, we put together a couple points. Yeah, you know what comes to mind that like kind of my first my first point was going to be like it sh it should be okay to surf without a leash at at really well-known breaks where it's pretty much all surfers down at the beach. There's not just like families and kids in the on the inside, but it's surprising that it was the next pro surfer who got hit by the board that kind of throws it out the door. But um that's that was kind of the first thing that came to mind. I'm I'm down here in La Miss right now working with a friend, Big Stevie, and I was talking to him about this whole no leash situation and being the beach goer or the body surfer on the inside and just a lot of people don't know to just get way the hell away from a loose board. You know, everybody wants to like do the neighborly thing and try to go grab the board and then they they get cracked in the side of the head and then they're all pissed off about this loose board <laughs> um so that that was kind of my first point you know first yeah point. i i i um i hear you there that's and then it also kind of brings up the question hearing you speak about that of like whose responsibility is it you know like who has the right of way or who has like the um like basically is it the everybody else should be watching out for loose surfboards or like people with surfboards potentially on the loose should really be responsible to stay out of the zone where people are you know and i guess it kind of falls on both um people you know like you basically don't go out in the world and just be like well it's their job not to hit me you know like you cross the street you look both ways yeah the car is not supposed to hit you but you still look before you cross so like we all have to be on the lookout and it's it is very interesting that it's an ex-pro surfer because generally you know surfers especially well established well uh skillful surfers are very aware you know like that's part of what being a good surfer is is like you you know like when your buddy pulls into the parking lot and you're sitting in the lineup waiting for a wave you know like when he's walking down the beach you know that this surfer over there just got a wave you know what i mean like your your radar is like 360 degrees and extends really far so to hear that he must have just been in like a kind of unattentive moment or something like that i would imagine when he got hit but it really does make the conversation a little bit trickier because it was a pro surfer who got hit you know it wasn't even like yeah we shouldn't be doing this at beaches where families are it's like no even at a popular surfing beach a surfer got hit so uh, yeah, yeah ahead, i think it's something? just on it's it's just on everybody involved like with with my friend big stevie we're down here and I, and i just gave him like a really good briefing you know before we went out there and and the session actually didn't even go down i ended up just body surfing with him but i'm like okay i'm going to be surfing this little wave right outside of you and I'm not going to be wearing a leash. It's very likely the board's going to be coming in. And I've done the same thing like with with my nephews and, and my mom and who's ever hanging on the inside is just kind of let them know. 
give them a heads up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be out there, and, and there could be a board floating around, but just stay far away from it. Mm-hmm. Well, so going into our first point that we have outlined for ourselves is when is surfing leashless a good idea? Because any listener of the show probably knows us that we, we see the benefits, the many benefits of surfing leashless. Um, and I think factors that come into play are, are things like location and the crowd and, and wave conditions. But that's a really important point I feel like people need to know about La Miss and where you surf is that basically there's no one around. And when there is, it's someone you know that you can say, hey, I'm surfing leashless, yeah. you know, versus like, you know, because like imagine people imagine their local beach and, and usually it's lined with people sunbathing, dipping their toes, diving through waves, you know, facing the beach while wading in the water, not looking out the back. And that's 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 a kind of situation I would say like okay that's not the place to be going leashless right unless you're a complete expert and even even then you know the board gets gets away from you when when you really don't want it to um, even on those small little days where it's you know knee high and you're just playing around that's oftentimes when when things go awry the worst you know mm. yeah and then and then bringing myself back to the 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 main point that I'm under is like, when is it a good idea though, is when you have the space, you know, um, when it's small enough and you're getting to that point in your surfing where like you're surfing with a leash on, like you don't have a leash on, you know, you're kicking out of waves, you're conscious of your board when you're going down and grabbing onto it. Um, the beach is sandy and no one's there. That's a really good scenario to be giving yourself a test and seeing like if you can keep surfing like that without actually the plan B attached to your board and ankle. Yeah, and I would say like just grab a boogie and go out there and, and play around on the inside and see if you can ride some waves and get throttled around and rolled and still hold on to that thing. It's it's probably likely that you're losing, losing your boogie and that's kind of your sign. Okay, I'm not quite ready to take it to my nine foot soft top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so another one of the advantages that we talk about too with surfing leashless is just this mindfulness, this new perspective it gives you on surfing because when it is the right situation to go leashless, uh, as in our examples, like you now are surfing in a different way. You have this approach to sections, to in irregular, imperfect waves, which almost all of them are, with a new approach, with this awareness that your board is not attached to you so you need to make early and good decisions about how you approach those sections whether it's getting off the wave just a moment earlier or straightening out if you miss that window um, rather than just being so reckless about hitting a section or just jumping over the top of the wave and dolphin diving out the back um, there's a really there's a high benefit to this change in mindfulness and it, it and I think it really trains your awareness too you know, because when we do surf leashless and there are people around, you you have to approach the wave with also thinking about, okay, who's paddling around me? What's happening here? What's happening there? And so when you're training without the crowd, I just think that it's it's just like a kind of honing tool, a sharpening for your, your senses uh, when you don't have your leash. Yeah, honing tool for your, for your board control skills, all those little times where you know, it's a later drop than you think it is, you know, than you thought it was going to be. And, and you figure out some way to stay with the board, you know, you, you press up out of it and 
and ride prone and then get a little ride and then, then and then you know straighten out and just bear hug that thing and roll around with it I, that's a good point is i a lot of the time i just think surfing without a leash and being cognizant of your board and always trying to hold on is a lot safer than a lot of people surfing with a leash and just jumping off their board all the time and having no clue of that that 20 foot kill radius that they're playing with all day long getting you know within feet of other surfers their board like you know violently thrashing around and i think that's a really important part like even even with the leash, we say it all the time. Just start practicing like it's it's not there, you know. Right. Yeah, and that actually leads right beautifully into our second point, which is just when is wearing a leash dangerous? And and basically, I mean to summarize, but we have a lot of great points here is when you trust it too much, mm-hmm. when you just put all your faith in the leash. It's like you know, in leash we trust. It's it's things go wrong, even worse in those scenarios because naturally that's gonna fail or you're gonna fail. Actually, Sophie made a really great point under this section um, when they just don't know how to put the leash on properly, whether it's their ankle or the board and how many times actually that might be the most common way I've seen leash fails. User error, you know, like putting the Velcro on the wrong way and like literally just a little tug and it like unvelcros itself and slips away. Um, and even experienced surfer, I've seen this happen too. Just, you know, you, you're rushing to get out there and you throw the thing on your ankle and it's really not, you know, stuck well. And like that first wipeout and the board just is like, where's that little tug I was expecting to feel from my board, you know, um, goes drifting away. Yeah. And just not, not taking care of your stuff, you know, having like a janky leash string on your board, not knowing, you know, the correct material to use or the correct length. We see leash strings fail all the time um, and or just an old cracked leash and people just putting all their faith in it. Again, it's, it's pretty sketchy and um, that's, that's probably where most of the surfing injuries come from or just loose, loose board but attached to a leash. Right, right. I think that's that's one of the key takeaways I want this episode to have is that having a leash on your board doesn't make you a surf safer, uh, a safe surfer. Being a safe surfer makes you a safe surfer. You know, like just putting that leash on and then not thinking about your board anymore is not doesn't cut it. Um, basically, you need to have the leashless mindset with and without a leash, and that decision to be leashless or not. That's, you know, up to these other variables and factors we talked about. Crowd, location, conditions, size, whatever, all these things. Is the beach lined with rocks or sand? You know, stuff like that. Um, But regardless of that decision, ultimately, of what equipment you're going out into the water in, your mindset should always be the same. Like, I need to take care of this board. I need to keep it near me at all costs. I need to hang on to it. I need to kick out. I need to straighten out. You know, and, and that's when we're going to start seeing lineups really be safe. And to wrap up our, our episode here is like, should there be laws about leashless surfing? I think it's like an unspoken law thing, you know, that we need. Surf culture has largely done a good job of taking care of itself. You know, like certain spots regulate themselves, certain, you know, like things. And it's not always pleasant, but neither is law, you know, but it just keeps people in, in boundaries and safe. 
laws for, for leashless surfing, I feel like really just need to come from the community, you know, and we need to like, I, I think that a really good evolution to all this would be like, not no more leashes, but first of all, changing your mindset, you know, you don't have a leash on whether you do or you don't. And then, you know, the, the, the community can kind of enforce yes or no, you know, but it's usually pretty clear, I think, when a, a leashless surfer should be wearing a leash. Yeah, it's it's obviously ideal if if a auntie or an uncle out there is is the one kind of keeping everybody in check, you know, somebody new paddles out and is on a longboard without a leash and keeps losing the board and then they're, they like clue them in like, hey, that's pretty dangerous and we're just trying to keep it all cool. It's a family beach, whatever. Um, that's that's ideal if if you know yeah. if the senior peeps can can kind of get in there and and set the rules but again you know it's it's really up to the surfers to use good judgment and you know study study a good longboarder at your local break somebody who doesn't have a leash on and who's making it look easy to always have control over that board and then just start mimicking some of those things. You know, you see they get off balance and they drop down onto the board and then they still ride out of the wave, you know, just start taking that to your to your leashed up surfing and then in no time when you do get that perfect day at the empty beach break, you're, you're ready to go and you won't be swimming mm -hmm. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's um, an interesting just thought as we wrap up is just one thing that we were, it feels like we're losing in surfing is that whole uh, elders keeping an eye on everybody, you know, that's coming in. It feels like there's such an inundation of new surfers and the older surfers or the, the experienced surfers are kind of just losing their patience or their or willingness to you know, be the, the voice of wisdoms in the lineup. And that's how it used to be. You know, I feel like I caught, I feel like we caught the end of that generation when we were Groms, because that's how I learned so much of like these unspoken rules and these things, these nuances in surfing, is there was always guys out there, whether they said it nicely or not nicely, they, you know, they told you the rules and they, they made them spoken, <laughs> you know? when you when you cross the line so it was really easy to learn growing up whereas now i think so much gets away and i guess you know and i and i have this personal conviction and and this conflict because like there's days where it's like overwhelming in the middle of the summer on the perfect one foot clean day sunny skies you can't just be the policeman out there and telling everybody what to it's too much it, it kind of like kills your session it kills your your vibe so uh, like that's a, that's a tough question. I don't have an answer. I'm not getting to one. I'm just like verbalizing what I'm, you know, seeing happening in surfing. Yeah, and, and you know, sometimes you need to get humbled. You, you get all cocky and you're surfing without a leash and you do something dumb. Your board gets too close to somebody, an old salty local, and you get, you get reamed and you have to go back to, you know, putting a coup cord on every session you know so just just be real with yourself and i've definitely been humbled a few times by locals up in santa cruz screaming at me to go get a fucking leash on and and so you just gotta you know use use your brain and and you know try to try to keep everybody having a good time in the lineup
Right, well, I feel like that's a good way to wrap it up. Um, it's basically on you, surfers, you know, one side or the other, leashless or not leashless, to uh, be watching out for yourselves, you know, not letting yourselves get tagged by a, a board on the loose, and also to do your very best to keep that board under control, whether you have a leash on or not. That's right. Good checking in. Thanks for this one. Thanks for queuing us up, Sophie. Yeah, appreciate that. That was a really good topic and, and poignant. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Talk soon. You. You.